1: is your emergency broadcast system. Hello, and welcome to the 38th annual Subliminal Deception podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you
0: doing? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself?
1: Not doing too bad. um, we haven't had snow in three days now, so we're, uh... <laughs> We're all celebrating here in Minnesota, so
0: you oh, know how that nice. goes.
1: Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. all about that. You grew up around here, you know all about that. So, uh anything exciting hap- uh, happening in your world?
0: Uh yeah, something a couple of days ago, uh almost got into a car accident, nearly rear-ended. I know you have a little bit of experience. Yeah, it's getting, terrifying. Uh, yeah. Crashed into so I was, uh, on my way home from work and come into a, um, a set of, uh, traffic lights and the lights were green. The only problem was the cars in front of me stopped. Uh, one, the last car stopped, um, with its ascend out into traffic. So in order to allow the turning lane to continue turning, I stopped, um, just after the, uh, this, well, basically where you're supposed to stop. I was in the middle of the lanes uh just as the light was turning red so i was waiting for cross traffic to cross in front of me so i could move forward i look in my rearview mirror and i see like time fucking slowed down because i saw a car coming at me about 45 miles an hour and i am like literally watching on my rearview mirror as this car like screeches to a halt right behind me and i thought that like the guy was gonna get out and be all pissed off because he was like slamming his hand against the fucking dash and everything luckily the dude didn't hit me at all i noticed though like as i continued on that the guy in the driver's seat wasn't because it's all like turned around the older guy was actually in the passenger seat the dude in the driver's seat was a kid so i'm figuring it was a student driver and the dad was actually pissed at the kid for almost like rear-ending me
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, Young kids tend to not pay attention as much as they should when they're driving.
0: Yeah, apparently, uh, it was about half a mile down the road, Uh, the cops had stopped an RV in the, the right side lane, so traffic was constricted. That's why everyone had to stop, but <laughs> it looked like a drug bust, because basically everyone was out of the RV, and there was cops behind it, and in front of it, so... All I kept thinking
1: about, because you're in Arizona or whatever, is uh, like Walter White's meth van. Or meth meth (laughs) RV, I should say.
0: Like a a mobile meth lab. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I feel like if that was a (laughs) meth lab, there'd be like SWAT teams and everything over there.
0: Yeah, it it looked like just the start of it. Because they were all outside of their vehicles. It looked like they were waiting for something. So I'm thinking that's what it was.
1: Maybe they could have been broke down. You know, that that's a possibility as well.
0: That is, too, but it just... How many cops were around it? They weren't directing traffic. They were waiting. Mm. Like, they were in front of it and behind it. But I just remembered when you were talking about your accident. And then, like, that image in my head, like, immediately in there. My car, basically. Because I, I drive a smaller car, too, so... My car just being demolished by an SUV. Yeah. You know
1: what? You that, know? It, it's funny you bring that up, because literally... I think it was last Saturday. It it was uh, kind of like sleeting. So it's like super icy. And I was going down the highway. And of course, I like when it's slippery, I'm super fucking cautious, right? And yeah. it was a stoplight. And I saw this fucking big dick pickup coming behind me full fucking speed. I was like, this dude doesn't realize it's icy and isn't going to be able to stop. And then he didn't really even slow down but he went into the turning lane basically full speed i'm just like this motherfucker has a death wish
0: yeah the worst thing about like people who drive like the big trucks or the SUVs they think that oh my my vehicle has like the all wheel drive or the four wheel drive so it can handle it they yeah, don't I- realize that not everyone has that and some people need to go slower <laughs> you know well even so. if you
1: have even if you have a big vehicle like it it doesn't stop you from stopping faster on ice.
0: Yeah, exactly. You, your brakes lock up and you slide forward just like everything else. All and right. you have more weight behind you too. That's
1: a, that's a very good point. Now, Phil, let's move into our new segment, the, uh, weekly, uh, inquirer news. Um, yeah, I, he- up the hot sheets. Yes. I hear you have another delectable story to inform the world of because, We don't trust regular newspapers here. We only trust the Star and the National Enquirer for our news.
0: Yeah, we got to go with uh, the most truthful out there. So this is from the exact same National Enquirer uh, hot sheet that I picked up last week for uh, last week's episode. This story, however, is the, the center story. This is the main one. I figured I would do this one before throwing it away. So the title of this story is Queen Cheated with This Man. And it's an uh, arrow pointing to uh, Lord Porchester. Oh, So the story goes, Heartless Philip drove Elizabeth into handsome horseman's arms. Now, do you watch the show The Crown? Uh, I don't know. So in The Crown, which is kind of where this all kind of like stirred back up because of the show, The Crown has the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, um, having kind of like a rough road with Prince Philip. And it doesn't actually say in the show that she cheated on Prince Philip with this porchy guy, but she definitely hangs out with him a lot and tries to get his uh affection <laughs> in in the show, I should say. Well, I Just mean, how show.
1: how are you going to resist the ultra sexy horseman?
0: Yeah, uh apparently they knew each other when they were kids. Ah. So in the article, it says Queen Elizabeth carried on a 50 year love affair with a handsome British blue blood, and its exposure has raised new questions about the identity of Prince Andrew's real father.
1: Oh, okay, so his father could actually be a horseman.
0: Yeah, so Prince Andrew's actually in the news right now because of his ties, or alleged ties, to Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Oh, that's not someone you want to be associated with.
0: Yeah, so he's, uh, he's under a lot of scrutiny right now. Uh, so the story goes on, this is the last thing Her Majesty wanted to surface at this time of her life. Uh, <laughs> and this is all coming from a well-placed royal source, so you know it's true.
1: Okay, yep. That that It's hard to discredit that.
0: Yeah. So according to insiders, the monarch, 93 years <laughs> old, fell for Lord Porchester, or Porchy as he was known, as her marriage to Prince <laughs> Philip, who's 98, turned rocky.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Uh so, so
0: do, Port... Oh, what's... Hold on. What's that?
1: Do you think it's possible that Porchy could have killed Epstein?
0: You know, I... Anything's possible in <laughs> this time. Like, did they, Porchy did, might be a little bit old, and I I think he might be dead at this point. Did, it, did, look it, that. did
1: Epstein have, like, horse trample marks on him? Like, Porchy rode his horse in there, trampled him to death, and rode out?
0: Honestly, if he did have those marks on him... Those fucking crime scene investigators and that autopsy, they wouldn't they wouldn't reveal it.
1: No, so. no, absolutely not.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Fucking Barry Zatiro would be right on that <laughs> shit.
1: They uh there's probably like a trail of horse shit going out of the jail and they still are like, Oh, he just hung himself.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Porchy was a entitled Englishman with a family fortune. He and Elizabeth bonded over their love of horses after meeting in nineteen forty two when she was sixteen. And this also came from a royal source, so okay. you know that's true. Also,
1: okay, this royal source is just spilling all the beans.
0: Oh yeah, that's a that's a real bad week. <laughs> they need to they need to <laughs> suss that out. So when Elizabeth wed Philip in 1947, Porchie was supposed to be totally infatuated with her. So okay, that's, uh, yeah, that's coming from uh, the National Enquirer. There, so
1: I mean, I believe it, Andrew. You need to. Uh... Andrew needs to get take that DNA test, and Porchi needs to take the DNA test. And I think that may segue us into your topic today, Phil.
0: Yes, that was. That's a great segue between <laughs> the hot sheets and our topic. So we actually got a great suggestion from a listener named Jeremy, and I'm not going to say his last name's so that the uh conspirators out there can come after him. He actually gave us a great suggestion and that was the conspiracies about the human genome and all of the websites and companies that promise to read your DNA and give you all the information about. It. So okay. sites like 23andme and ancestry.com.
1: Have you have you done this Phil?
0: No, I have not.
1: Okay, let me tell my quick story about it and i think actually i'm going to really buy into this conspiracy because i when i first got my results right i obviously found out i was in fact a caucasian man um and then (laughs) so i was there
0: there wasn't any asian in there not at
1: all no the the weirdest thing i have is baltic i think but uh so i was i originally i was predominantly it was like thirty-five percent Norwegian, right? Which I expected and I was like twenty percent German. Well now I got allegedly updated results, and now I'm thirty-five percent German and like twenty-four percent Norwegian. So it's like how does it how does it change all of a sudden?
0: Yeah, that's kind of weird. Did they try to get you to pay any other like fees or fines? when they gave you the updated information, or was it all free?
1: Well, the updated information was free, but I constantly get emails asking to, like, fucking sign up for Ancestry Health or sign up for Deeper Ancestry something, another, just, like, they have, you can do the DNA thing, and then they have multiple other services that you can pay an arm and a leg for to have.
0: Yeah, I did kind of read into that how the kit is just a starter. It's just getting you started on all of these services.
1: Yeah, it it gives you like the basic information or whatever. But yeah, I I don't know how instantly I switched from predominantly Norwegian to predominantly German. I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened, but it did.
0: Yeah, that is odd. It could have been one of those things where more people are using the service now, so they have more pool to put it up against. Your results against.
1: I mean, yeah, it's... I think kind of what I've read deep in there is like a lot of those countries in Europe, especially the Scandinavian ones, there's a lot of migrating and stuff. So I, I don't know if that's harder to factor in your original roots of where your ancestors came from. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: We've always said, heard that we had Czech in our blood, you know, and... When you read deeper on that site, it's basically like it shows German heritage. But what that some of that can mean is that the Czechs started in Germany, then migrated uh, to ch- like the Czech Republic and stuff um, over time. So in your no- more no- your nearer ancestors, remember, being in the Czech Republic, but their ancestors probably originally started in Germany, which is why it shows you might be more German than you actually are kind of thing
0: yeah so uh czech is actually from there was a german state known as bohemia Mm, and yeah so i'm actually part czech also and um i know that well my uh my czech side were mostly farmers from what i've heard but (laughs) um yeah i know basically if you have like some czech you're you might as well it be german because yeah. it's all like the same area. Yeah. So, so
1: basically that's what's going to show up on your DNA test more or less.
0: Yeah. It's it's all the same region. It's just how in-depth can they get into like where you're actually people like where your people are from. I know that if I ever took one of those I would expect to see like a lot of Irish, a lot of German because of the Czech. It would be Czech and German, a lot of that. And there would be some Norwegian in there too and I don't know, I would expect to see maybe some Eastern European also probably spot in there, hmm. maybe.
1: Yeah, I think I have like 2% of that and I have 2% Irish.
0: E- no, yeah, I would be, I would be at the, there would be a, like a small minority of like probably 20 to 30% that would be probably Irish. But did, was there anything in there that surprised you though? Any like small percentage?
1: Well, I, I think the, the weird one was uh it said Baltic states or whatever and I think that's like uh Greek and Mediterranean, right?
0: Uh the Baltics? I think those are uh god, I'm not sure. I I think uh, I think that means like
1: Greece, Lebanon and around that area, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I- okay. Well, I'm thinking the Balkans maybe northeast northwestern like Russia area. I'm thinking Balkans. Yeah, Baltic so, that could, all of those island chains in Greece.
1: Well, I figured it was, yeah, around the Baltic Sea, right? I yeah. I figured that's what it was. I don't know. But, uh, uh final thing before you get onto your conspiracy here, um, you said your family was, like, German farmers. Allegedly, yeah. mine, like, my dad's side was Norwegian, uh, reindeer farmers. Oh, really? Reindeer herders. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a great cover for whatever they were actually yeah world's largest uh,
1: crystal meth empire in norway that's what they're actually doing
0: yeah supposedly some of my uh family members i'm not gonna say which one in case they're still looking for us actually were draft dodgers and like left like the scandinavian countries and move to Canada and the United States. Mm. So apparently we have some uh, some draft dodgers. Ooh. But we've more th- we've more than made up for it since yeah. then for the US. So <laughs>
1: that's yeah.
0: true. So I'm gonna thank Jeremy really quick for this and jump right into it. So the human genome is a complete set of this is the kind of the nerdy part that I have to jump into, but complete set of nucleic acid sequences for humans encoded as DNA within the 23 co- chromosome pairs in cell nuclei and in a, a small DNA molecule found within individual mitochondria a person's DNA is taken from the mother and the father and passed down from generation to generation
1: now did is that how many uh like the the lettering Is it just a lettering sequence that they use? I've seen it before. It's like 20... Is it 26 different characters in it?
0: Yeah, it's... Well, there's... I think it was like... They said 45,000 or somewhere around that number, different pairs. And the numbers changed over the years, obviously. But they've got it narrowed down now. And yeah, they use like different numbers to represent all of the the chromosome pairs and yeah. like the RNA the DNA all of that stuff. So I do not understand it, I've got to say.
1: I I remember but. trying to help someone with uh their like uh fucking G- uh, DNA sequencing homework or whatever and holy fuck it, it was just like a whole bunch of letters and shit and they're trying to like have you mash them together and all this and I'm just like I don't know what the fuck's going on here.
0: Yeah, honestly, like all of the stuff that I just said, basically, I just took off of, uh, the Wikipedia and <laughs> kind of mashed a bunch of different things together. So, you know It's what? basically what I could pronounce. So. The,
1: uh, anybody who wants like a more in depth explanation, they should just watch, uh, Jurassic Park, probably.
0: That is true. Great documentary, <laughs> by the way.
1: Remember the little, uh, fucking like Windows 95 DNA robot thingy or the, cartoon thingy they have in there.
0: Oh yeah, the little cartoon with yeah. uh, with the fucking mosquito like <laughs> sucking on the dinosaur's blood then getting caught in amber. Yeah. Oh yeah. That.
1: See, look, you remember that. So if you want to study uh DNA, watch that.
0: Yeah, I could work at 23andMe. I'm qualified. <laughs> so long before the human genome was sequenced, it was well known that certain traits were passed down throughout the generations. Even though no one knew what DNA and RNA was until the 1950s when it was discovered, certain traits like height, skin color, hair color, and eye color were known to be passed down in families and were even in some cases used to figure out uh, the paternity of a child.
1: I mean, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. So, for example, the mutation for the eye color blue uh, has been used to figure out paternity for basically, like, millennia. Uh, it's highly unlikely, and when I say highly unlikely, I mean it is tr- extremely, as I was reading it, it's next to, like, never happens that a blue-eyed man and a blue-eyed woman would have a child with brown eyes. Uh, though it is possible, I should say, but it's extremely unlikely.
1: Um, Did you read this in your research that blue eyes are going to be extinct in the near future? No, I didn't. Because I thought I've heard that brown eyes is like the dominant uh, eye color gene, so uh, blue eyes will be becoming rarer and rarer. And uh, what else they Oh, that the uh, there won't be any more gingers in uh, after not too long.
0: Well, can't complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Gingers, we love it. <laughs> no, <you> so, <laughs> well, the chicks, not the dudes. Okay. But, so I was also going to say, if if even one parent has brown eyes, uh, brown eye color is dominant, and that child will very most likely have brown eyes. Yeah. So having blue eyes just means that you don't have any melanin in your, like, irises. So blue eyes is just a lack of color, basically. Mm.
1: I mean, I can tell that from my own family, because my, I think, I'm pretty sure my dad, maybe not, like, bright blue, but I'm pretty sure he has, like... You know, delightful blue eyes, and my mom has brown eyes, and me and my sister both have brown eyes, so
0: <laughs> we weren't yeah. lucky. That's uh, that's a thing. If they uh, since one of them has brown eyes and one of them has blue eyes, if one of you did have blue eyes, that's a whole paternity thing. Like back in the past, they could have used that to say, "Well, that's not my kid," because <sighs> we both have blue eyes and the kid has brown eyes. So
1: mm, okay, yeah.
0: That's take kind that of where tomorrow. I was going with that.
1: Take that Mari.
0: Yeah, take it Mari. <laughs> he's going he's to give you the, uh, the DNA test <laughs> on that. So the Human Genome Project was part of an international effort to determine the base pairs of human genes and set out to identify and map all of the genes of the human genome. Now, according to Wikipedia, the $3 billion project was formerly founded in 1990, by the US Department of Energy and the National Institutes of Health, and was expected to take 15 years.
1: Okay. So they should be done with it then, right?
0: Oh yeah, they've they have been done with it for a while. I mean it is ongoing because still some blank spots.
1: Yeah. Um
0: so in addition to the United States, the international consortium comprised of geneticists in the United Kingdom, France, Australia. China, and a myriad of other spontaneous relationships. Now, adjusted for inflation, the project cost roughly $5 billion after it was all said and done.
1: Wow. it's a lot of expensive equipment in there.
0: Yep. So the first draft of the human genome was made in uh, the year 2000, but a better working draft was made in 2003, two years earlier than they had originally expected the 15-year project to take. In 2006, the final chromosome was sequenced.
1: Okay. So it actually took them 16 years then.
0: Yeah, I mean to completely <laughs> sequence all of the chromosomes. Yeah. They had they had figured out all of the genes in 2003, but mm. for the to sequence the final chromosome it was 2006. Now in 2006, 23me was founded by Anne, I'm going to say her name wrong. Wakiki. Okay. All right. Linda AV and Paul Kusenva.
1: I did not know it was that old.
0: Yeah, apparently it's been around for quite a while. Uh, and in 2007, 23andMe launched its personal genome service.
1: No shit. I thought yep. that, I thought this shit only got like popular in
0: the last couple of years. Well, it probably did only get popular in the last couple of years. But that's just because now they're able to find more things. Like I said, they've been filling in holes. Oh, uh, they've okay. been figuring more and more stuff out.
1: So I see I suppose the more people that do it the more data they have and whatever.
0: You know what yeah, I was, And the more things they can pick up figure out.
1: You know what I was uh just thinking every time I see a building I swear I've seen on like a map or something where it's like Human Genome Center or like Government Genome Center like it just sounds eerie, right?
0: Yeah, it sounds a little bit like a fucking sci-fi movie. I, it's like yeah. they're doing genetic engineered in there and shit.
1: You know what I think skewed my thought of it? I think on Metal Gear Solid, I don't know if you remember that game. I think Solid Snake was born out of some fucking hu- human genome something another.
0: I remember the game, but I don't remember that part.
1: Yeah, he he's a he's a he's a clone of uh somebody else. Him oh, and okay. A liquid snake. We're like born or clones of a different person or something.
0: I gotta admit, like, we only had the uh, the demo of that game. And we ah. basically used to just crawl around and like try <sighs> to stab people in the back and shit. So I never really got that into the game. Uh, I,
1: if I remember right for PS1, I I don't remember if it was two discs or three discs to beat it. It was a great game, though.
0: Yeah. So I was gonna also say quick, ancestry DNA. Which is a competing company that was first launched in the United States in 2012. So that okay. one actually came around later on than 23andMe.
1: Now, is that just the DNA program? Because I swear a- Ancestry was doing like the um, online family tree thing way before they did the DNA thing.
0: Yeah, so Ancestry DNA. Is kind of like I think it's an offshoot of Ancestry.com, which is their their big service was like family trees. My grandpa was doing that like way back when. Yeah,
1: on Ancestry.com. Yeah. I I did uh, some. Did he complete it? Because I I know like I th- I think it's my dad's side of the family. They've trait or they have a big. It's probably like a uh, I don't know maybe like thirty page uh pamphlet or whatever kind of detailing all that side of the family
0: i'm not sure exactly i know he was working on it for i'm pretty sure he's still working on it but i know that he did find a lot of information he he filled in a lot of blanks himself so ah okay I'm not exactly sure <laughs> so yeah i don't i didn't get i'm not that big into it so <laughs> <laughs> these companies offer a uh, kit service that is delivered to the home it's basically you – well, you've done it, so you, yeah. know, you have to spit in a little vial and then send it back to the company uh, so that they can analyze your DNA and compare it uh, with other DNA obtained to look for traits that will match known sequ- like genetic sequences of other samples to determine things like ancestry, possible future health complications, and even what part of the world the subject DNA originates from.
1: Mm. I was just thinking, how would you like to have the job where you are taking the spit out of the vials and putting them somewhere else?
0: Honestly, some of those lab tech jobs that, like, I remember for those days, they tried to like glorify them, like (laughs) you know, prop them up a little bit. But a lot of them deal with human fluid, yeah. Examination. Every time a uh, a nurse wants you to like piss in a cup or. Do other things in a cup? Like, it goes, you know, to one of those people.
1: Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, like, the the cup that I got in my kit, I think you have to spit fucking, like, at least two to three ounces in it. Uh, Yeah. It's like, I had to keep spitting in it and spitting in it and spitting in it. It's like, Jesus. Someone has to take that out of there.
0: It says that it doesn't want you to eat for 30 minutes before you uh spit it before you spit in the cup yeah no eat like no eating or drinking anything for 30 minutes prior
1: i just keep envisioning there's probably people who've done it who just have like giant fucking loogies in there and shit
0: oh yeah can you imagine if they actually keep that shit it's just a bunch of vials of spit stored <laughs> in a fucking cryo freezer <laughs> so when 23 and me first came out it focused mainly on obscure little things like a person's like if you see a bright light, whether you'd be more or likely more than or less than likely to sneeze from seeing the bright light. There's also a weird one: if your pee smells really bad after you had eaten asparagus, apparently you have a one in three chance of not having like bad smelling pee from eating asparagus. So it was stupid little things like that when Twenty Three and Me first came out. That's why a lot of people really didn't use it.
1: Is uh. It- is that a real thing? Like, you see a bright light and you sneeze?
0: Yeah, apparently that's a real thing.
1: Huh. Weird. I've never heard that before. Obviously, the asparagus pissed one I've heard. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. That one, I didn't realize that there was a certain, like, segment of the population who didn't have, like, bad-smelling pee when they ate asparagus, but-
1: uh, I know I'm more. one of them that does, because I had asparagus, I think, uh, a few days ago, and yeah, the my piece didn't smell great.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's most people <laughs> get like that. So on to the conspiracies here after a little summary of what was oh, going yeah. on with genes. So there is a belief that companies like 23andMe and DNA are storing your DNA in a database in order to own the rights to their customers' DNA and their relatives' DNA, which, if you really think about it, is your most sensitive information, which is your full genetic code. Now, these companies would offer their services for years until they had achieved a large enough database in order to change their terms of service and finally cash in on all of that personal information that's been gathered.
1: Hmm. I mean, that's scary to think about. You know, we talk shit about Barry Satira quite a bit, right? Yeah. But it's hard to believe. I think in, like, somewhere between 2008 and 2012... He he made it. Uh, what what was the law that you can't discriminate against someone's DNA? Like that just happened. Fuck. What was it like? Uh, probably six to eight years ago. You know, like it yeah, wasn't I'm that actually gonna
0: ago. I'm actually gonna mention that. Oh, perfect. In a few. So it's a 2008 law.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'll actually say what it is. It's called GINA, uh, Genetic Information Non Discrimination.
1: Okay. I know the only reason that I know that was because I think it was when I was working for Best Buy, they talked about it during the uh, sexual harassment training. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't be making fun of anybody's DNA sequence who comes into the store.
0: <laughs> well, you, you look at people and you can tell their DNA is just a little fucked up sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, you uh, your parents weren't clean as pool there.
1: Yeah, like, you look like you sneeze when you see a bright light, I can tell.
0: <laughs> I bet you don't even have bad-smelling pee when you eat asparagus. You know? <laughs> so, in its essence, after these companies have sold their customers on the one-time purchase of the DNA collection kit, also with the uh, increasing amount of ads that you were talking about for, you know, the health benefits, they can sell the information found in the test as a product to companies that will advertise to the people whose information they have bought. Oh, God, that would be a nightmare. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not as weird as you might think, because Google does it all the time. Google, Facebook, like, basically the entire internet is just a storage for everyone's personal information.
1: Yeah, but think about, if they could find in your DNA what... You were most likely to buy and you'd get targeted ads that way. Like now, obviously, the ads are targeted, but it's just based off your search history. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, imagine if you were genetically predisposed to smoking cigarettes and all of a sudden, like you were like a quit, you had quit for like five years. All of a sudden, you just get bombarded by cigarette ads. That's true. Just because you're genetically predisposed for nicotine. I have kind of a little little example that – oh, another one now, I suppose. So imagine that you have a characteristic in your genetic profile that says that you will have a higher-than-usual chance to have sleeping issues. Now, the person who took the test years before has forgotten about the test, like, at all and the results that they've gotten. They haven't really treated – their sleep issues, but suddenly they're bombarded by advertisements for products and services that claim that they can treat their health troubles.
1: Mmm, yeah, see, that's a good point. I could definitely see that. Yeah. I was gonna say, I wonder if, like, say people who are impulse buyers or something like that, you know, I wonder if they could, if that's more of a personality thing, or if that's something, like, they could find genetically
0: oh shit if they could find that genetically they would sell that to everybody yeah it's like just bombard but, these people with fucking those little niche purchases
1: yeah just like you're someone who just can't control themselves and buying like knickknack bullshit or just like burning all your money away damn they'd want that information
0: buying a bunch of little fucking angel fucking statues and <laughs> trinkets and shit <laughs>
1: Uh, the, only, so you might- the only people who buy from the Home Shopping Network, that's who they want.
0: Oh, insomniacs and yeah. fucking shopaholics? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you might not think that like this is really a problem, considering it's just an advertiser getting a product to someone who really does need it. However, the customer never really gave permission for their information to be sold, and they weren't really aware of like where these advertisements were coming from.
1: Yeah. I will never believe in a statement that says getting people what they need via advertisement i feel like i know what i need i don't need to see an ad about it
0: yeah well sometimes like i come across an ad that is like kind of cool like sometimes they'll be listening to a podcast and they'll talk about something and if it's like on youtube they might have a little picture of it pop up yeah sometimes it's like i saw this thing on one of the podcasts for like this wallet and it was actually kind of a cool little design. Mm. I looked up to it. I thought about buying it, but I didn't actually buy it. But it did get me to go to the site. So they do work. But
1: <laughs> what are, what would be the what's an ad that is most likely to get you?
0: Ooh, um. well, right now I'm looking for laptops. Mm. So if they had like a really cool like laptop, something with all the little features I would need, that probably get me like at the moment.
1: Mm. I was going to say, I, I, I feel like for myself, I it like if I see... Uh, some food that looks really good. I think that gets me.
0: Oh, shit. Like when you're hungry.
1: Yeah. Like, if, if there's some restaurant or something, like, O try our new this or that. Not necessarily fast food, but decent food at a restaurant.
0: Yeah, if I see, like, a really good steak
1: in oh. a commercial,
0: I get super hungry for steak. That is true. Ugh, that's good. Yeah. So, the healthcare services aren't necessarily, like, that nefarious, But there could be other things in your profile that might be really sensitive information that you would never want to be leaked to anyone.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Imagine that you bought a kit and when you received the results, some information about your family lineage came up that might be embarrassing or even damaging. If someone were to purchase that information and find out that you were descended from like possibly slave owners or maybe... You were a relative of a hated figure in history, like Stalin or Hitler. Blackmailers could use that threat of a week to try to fleece money from the customers, possibly even the your family members who never even took the DNA test.
1: I, I that's something that I never even thought about uh, in regards to this, but that is a that's a very good point. Imagine if it was someone in like high standing and. Uh, uh, like they're related to someone really evil or you know what I mean? Like basically just said, just man, they could blackmail the shit out of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what kind of what I was going to say next. Like a normal person like you and me, like wouldn't really care about it. Like it would embarrass us on a very localized level, but not really anything like that big. And we both live in cities. So who gives a fuck? But I mean, imagine the career of like a politician a pro athlete, celebrity, or anyone whose income really depends on being in the public eye. Like, yeah. especially nowadays with social media and out-of-control social justice warriors. Like, they can really fucking put the hammer to them.
1: That's a good point. Or what if they had it where, like, they could expose cheating spouses or something like that. Like, they found out that they had kids with somebody else or something like You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, that would totally ruin, like, someone's family. Uh Jim Gaffigan actually just had a movie come out where he had a family on the side, and it was really funny, actually, if you – I don't know if you've seen it, but uh he had, like, one family, and then an hour and a half away, he would have another family. He would always claim that he had business trips to Japan in order to get, like, from one family to the other, and he did that for, like, 20 years. It's a pretty good wow. movie. Uh, yeah.
1: I was just thinking, uh, do you remember Dan Marino? Uh, no, just course. a few years ago, got busted. <laughs> he had an entire another family across the country he was taking care of while hiding his wife and kids and everything that everybody knew.
0: Really? Yeah. I did not hear that. Oh,
1: he swept it under the rug pretty fast. But yeah, a quick Google, you can find out about Dan Marino's secret family. They just caught him. Um, Maybe like... Three years ago?
0: Four years ago? Dude, I could imagine if you were like a pro football player and one of the better ones salary, you could set up little franchises like in all the major cities, (laughs) minus Pittsburgh because you wouldn't want anything to do with Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. am even if you play for the Steelers, you don't want to move your family there. But (laughs) he had the money. He had the he could have had like he could have had a family in all football cities.
1: He could have and he might have, Yeah, but he only got caught for one.
0: Who, who knows what comes out later on <laughs> when he hasn't fucking hidden well enough. You
1: know what's funny, so my- actually? Right before we were recording, Shayna's husband was watching uh, hockey, and it was the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're interviewing the player. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. You got to get out of there. <laughs> the fucking, You got to get
0: out of Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing there? Just <laughs> <laughs> leave. <laughs> so the next thing I was going to jump into, which actually involves uh that law that we were talking about is health insurance companies Ah. now health and life insurance companies would love to have the information that is locked away in your genetic profile so imagine this uh let's say that you're a 35 year old man and you've had basically the same plans through your work for years and you remain relatively healthy you don't smoke you don't really do any of the bad stuff so you wouldn't really expect your monthly premiums to go up that much for the next like few de- couple decades, right? Right. Now think about this. If that insurance company learns that there are markers for prostate cancer in that man's genes, that company would then be justified in raising his premium because he is at an increased risk.
1: Yeah, that is really scary to me. Like thinking about them being able to do that to you.
0: Yeah, it might as well be that they just found out that he's a twenty year smoker. <laughs> they could do the exact same thing. Like
1: in, instead of like being like, Hey, I you you have a high chance of having prostate cancer, do these things to prevent it instead of like, Well, we'll just charge you more money when you get prostate cancer. Like, what? Okay.
0: Oh yeah, the thing is, the thirty five year old dude in my little fictional story doesn't even have prostate cancer, but they're treating him like he already you know.
1: Yeah, I, he's, I... I, I,
0: He's gonna, I don't he's gonna like. owe so much money until he had, gets it, you know? <laughs> you know,
1: a uh, quick funny story about uh, life insurance. So, uh, when I was home for Thanksgiving, <laughs> apparently I found out a good way to get... If you keep getting called by, like, life insurance companies, a good thing to do is when they call you, be like, well, I'm 85 and I have uh, stage 3 cancer. What kind of uh, plan can you give me? Uh, according to my dad... <laughs> his friend did that to him and they immediately hung up the phone.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Just be like, "Oh, thank God. I need life insurance so bad. <laughs> I'm going I only
1: have 6 months to live and I need a lot of money to give to my children. What kind of a plan am I am I eligible for?" Yeah.
0: You got to get the one uh, What's the one that claims that it has Alex Trebek on it. It would claim that, like, no matter what, like, your age or what you had, it would give you life insurance. Uh, AARP, maybe? No, it wasn't AARP. <laughs> it was, like, it was something with an eagle in it. But I always remember that commercial. Because it was on, like, always late at night. Huh.
1: I don't yeah. know. I don't
0: know what that one is. So, in case of, uh, like you were just saying, with life insurance. So, say a person dies of a heart attack. Immediately after the person dies, the insurance company goes to 23andMe and purchases his genetic information, they may discover that he had had an increased uh, chance of having heart disease since the day he was born. They could then claim that the heart attack was a pre-existing condition and that it was never disclosed to them. They could then not pay out any of the, uh, like for the family, any of the payouts that they should be paying, even though they had gotten years of premiums, From the person who had died.
1: Uh, You know what? I'd like to think humanity is better than that. But when it comes to health insurance, definitely not. They would do that in a fucking heartbeat.
0: Yeah, legally if they could do it. Like laws change. As you were saying before with the 2008 law. So currently the law known as the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act or GINA prevents a scenario in which insurance companies or other private businesses could deny service or otherwise discriminate against you on the basis of your G- DNA profile. Problem is, all they need is a little change up in the courts, a little bit of money changes hands, just like it always does, and that's gone, <laughs> you know?
1: I was just thinking, I'm like, they could literally repeal that, and like, people probably wouldn't even pay attention to it.
0: Oh, no, it wouldn't even, at this point right now, with all the Trump co- wouldn't even make the the ticker on the bottom. <laughs> no one would care. No one knows about it. No one can No,
1: and they should. They should definitely pay attention to it.
0: Especially if you held that shit during an election year.
1: Oh, yeah. There's
0: no way. Ugh. Nothing's going to talk about it.
1: Hopefully, that never happens, because health insurance is bad enough. They don't need to be making it worse.
0: Yeah. Besides military, I'm actually... Now that I'm a full-time employee, I'm actually getting... Like big boy health insurance for the first time in my life, like my own, so pretty uh it's pretty daunting to look at stuff though
1: is uh is your company actually offer like some pretty good health insurance or is it just like okay
0: it's actually pretty good is it? uh, they okay. it's a it's it's a good company so they they take care of their people pretty well so
1: thank God, I can tell you from my personal experience that is not the case where I work.
0: Yeah, I kind of I kind of figured <laughs> from your stories about when you got in your car accident that
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't the greatest.
0: Yep. So, moving on, uh we're going to talk a little bit about uh prosecuting criminals using DNA. That you guys uh do your true crime podcast, so you guys talk about that. You have quite a bit of knowledge. Oh yeah. So the I, yeah. So the idea for this one goes along the line of police and the justice department setting up these companies to legally collect DNA to solve all of the crimes that are currently, uh, unsolved or cold cases. Now, you know of the Golden State Killer. Oh, correct? yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you remember 2018 when the Golden State Killer was found because they had sent in the genetic profile, uh, that they had found from some evidence in 1978. They had sent it in to various uh, ancestry sites.
1: Yeah. Um, from what I remember, it was like, I think it was maybe his nephew or some shit like that. I, I don't know. Just some kid who just wanted to find out his DNA lineage. And then he found out his uh, his relative was a one of the most notorious killers in California.
0: Yeah. So... The Golden State Killer, also known as the original Night Stalker, uh, basically he had murdered 13 women and raped 50 other women.
1: Yeah, he, he is pretty bad. And he got, away, a... he got away with it for a long
0: fucking time. Oh yeah, for decades. So authorities had submitted DNA evidence found, like I said, in 1978 from a crime scene to sites like Ancestry, and 23andMe trying to compare the DNA to anyone that was in the public databases. So lead investigator Paul Holes said his team used the website GED match.
1: <laughs> okay. As far as I know, the law now, as of as of right now, is anybody who gets arrested, like before they do fingerprints and all that. Now, every single person who gets arrested, it's a DNA swab. I'm almost positive.
0: Yeah, and also, uh, I didn't really, I was thinking about mentioning this too, but if you join the military, your DNA is put on file also.
1: Would they share that with, like, the police, you think? Or is that just for strictly government?
0: I'm not exactly sure. I know from what I've been told, in case your body needs to be identified, if there's ever, like, Uh, just parts of you that come back.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense then.
0: Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the reason for it on the surface, but I have no idea what the rules are for, like, looking into a criminal investigation, if if that's part of the public database, so.
1: Um, it's not really related to, like, 23andMe and Ancestry, but I think, if I remember correctly, the first big case where they allowed DNA evidence and stuff uh, was O.J. Simpson.
0: Yeah, that was actually back in, like, the infancy of, DNA like yeah. mapping. They actually think that if they did it again, they would <laughs> find a match. Now
1: <laughs> they would have got him. They would have got OJ yeah.
0: this time. They they might have gotten OJ this time. They probably still, <laughs> the but that was that was a fiasco. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> so GED Match creates profiles based on voluntarily shared, publicly available genetic info. Now the man that they arrested was 72-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo Jr., and he had worked as a police officer for six years during the span of time that the rapes and murders took place in California, from 1974
1: to 1986. Hmm. Long before they even had DNA.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they knew what DNA was, but they had no idea how to... So.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, so Curtis Rogers, a spokesperson for GED Match claimed that, and this was a statement that he made in the website that I found, while the database was created for genealogical research, it is important that GEDmatch participants understand the possible uses of their DNA, including identification of relatives that have committed crimes or were victims of crimes.
1: So is GEDmatch not affiliated with like 23andMe and Ancestry?
0: I'm pretty sure it's its own company. Okay. it's not actually. It's different than Ancestry and twenty. <laughs> it kind of so
1: sounds. He, it, it kind of sounds like like a a black market or like shittier version of those two.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like a low grade. Like I'm surprised that anyone even like. There is a database at all. It probably (laughs) is the one that comes up on like the third page of the Google search. And it's only like 45 bucks, I imagine. It's probably super cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So I should mention really that uh, currently no law enforcement agency has ever officially requested genetic information from any of the companies or tried to gain any kind of subpoena. So they've never tried to force any of these companies to give up this information.
1: Well it sounds like they're just giving it to him for <laughs> anyway without asking. Well
0: well that was all of like the publicly shared ones. So if you have yours publicly shared, but if yours is still private, they will not uh actually, well I shouldn't say they will not. Up to now, they haven't actually been subpoenaed or uh requested any genetic information that's private. So that all came from public. Gotcha. Knowledge.
1: Actually yeah. uh that remind me actually no there was another serial killer uh in California who got busted he wasn't it wasn't because of like uh the DNA thing like that, but his I think it was his son ended up getting arrested and <laughs> they traced his DNA and found out he was a serial killer and he's in jail so
0: that the son was a serial killer or no was no dad was? they
1: the son got arrested they did the DNA swab. And then arrested his father, because the father was the serial killer.
0: Well, I'm sure once they looked at the DNA, then they looked deeper into, like, the father, like, what his alibis were and what he was doing at the time. So. Well, I,
1: I think they matched his DNA with the DNA that was on the victims. So, Oh, okay. That's how they found yeah. out that it was his dad. Yeah,
0: jeez. Yeah. There's a lot of people who, honestly, listening to this, there's a lot of people probably fucking shit in their pants right now. Just honestly waiting to die. Like that 72-year-old dude the golden state killer yeah he probably thought he was gonna die before they ever (laughs) fresh it out
1: uh he probably never guessed his fucking whoever it was would have signed up for ged match and submitted their dna
0: (laughs) (laughs) god damn it if they would have just went for 23 and me and hit private (laughs) (laughs) so next up i'm gonna talk about uh a little bit of a touchy situation so there's basically uh some groups out there known as white nationalists you know you've heard of those oh those, yeah uh, those fuckers yeah right? yeah so now a lot of those uh people some people call them the alt-right even though not all i should say not all alt-right people are white nationalists but there's a lot of them that <laughs> everyone knows so <laughs> they like to uh supposedly talk about the fact that they think 23 ancestry.com, all of these sites are peppering in a lot of ethnic groups into people's DNA profiles in order to uh, basically unpurify. I guess you would call the white race. Um, so they're getting pissed off because they went to these sites hoping to have their genetic profiles come back showing that they were all Western European whites, right? Yeah, they want they want that pure German, you know, one hundred percent whiteness yeah which is impossible because obviously yeah (laughs) it's thousands of generations it's not going to be you know it's not possible (sighs) the crazy thing is they don't even take into consideration that every human being stems from the first one which came from sub-saharan africa so well not
1: well hold on now a lot of those uh white supremacists are extremely religious so i'm pretty sure they think probably believe the Adam and Eve story and all that.
0: Oh, 6,000 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, and
1: obviously if you read the Bible or whatever, Adam and Eve are both white, even <laughs> though what is Adam's made of dust and Eve is made of a rib bone or something.
0: Yeah. That old chestnut. Yeah. And <laughs> all the, well, I don't get it. In all the pictures, they were white. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, these, uh, these companies basically are pissed off or, er, these customers uh the white nationalists are pissed off from the results and in turn they go on to sites that are racially motivated and air their grievances and their conspiracies so it's pretty uh it's they're pretty disgusting people doing pretty disgusting things so so basically because
1: they didn't like the results they got back about their family lineage they assume that they're making it up just to make them add some minority to, or whatever, you know what I mean? Just, they're making, yeah, well, mixing up ethnicities to, like, fuck with them?
0: Yeah, like, they think that it's a conspiracy to dilute the white race. Like, dilute it. Make people think that they aren't white. Almost like they're being targeted because of their beliefs.
1: Well, I I mean, I highly, highly doubt that.
0: Yeah, when I went on that stuff, I just kind of I didn't really go to a lot of the sites So I just, <laughs> just kind of rolled your
1: eyes the whole time
0: Yeah, I didn't want that Showing up in my Google search history So <laughs> right? I've, I've got a from, this, from doing research for them show I've got enough weird shit Well, I was going to so. say,
1: uh, a lot of those Like Klansmen and white supremacists I think a lot of them are uh, Meth heads, and we know How crazy meth heads are, so Maybe that, that plays true. into it too <laughs>
0: Yeah. So uh getting off of that not very nice topic. <laughs> uh the last thing I'm going to talk about is genetic engineering and cloning. Ooh. Now there's no real way at the that your genetic profile can be used for cloning, but there are beliefs that your genetic profile could be used in a mass effort to basically fix all of the little hiccups in everyone's basically their sequences and figure out how to make the perfect human. And scientists need to look at millions of different people's DNA in order to fix these DNA sequences.
1: So wouldn't that just be like a planet of uh like LeBron
0: James's pretty much? Have you ever <laughs> seen the movie? It's kind of an older movie, but it's called Gattaca. Have you ever seen that movie?
1: Uh, I've never seen it. I definitely've heard of it.
0: So there's a sci-fi movie where uh basically it centers around one guy he's genetically impure he's not genetically engineered the parents had uh the first child and like right the moment that the child came out they they took like a sample from the baby put it into a machine and as the baby was like being cleaned off they were reading all of the things about him and they just basically read all the bad stuff like 57% chance he has heart disease 65% chance he gets lung cancer and all this bad shit like down the line bad shit so the parents Had the first baby was a faith baby. The second baby they had genetically engineered. And basically, it montages the two children, the two boys growing up. And the smaller child, the younger child gets like progressively like taller than the older child. And it's kind of a sad story because the older child is always kind of like trying to outdo the younger child, but the younger child doesn't give a fuck because he just knows he's better. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a weird movie, but it's really good. You should give it a watch. I know you're not huge into sci-fi like I
1: I mean, I, I've heard from a lot of people that it is a very good movie. It's uh, it's uh, Ian McGregor, right? Or I th- no, uh, what the hell is his name?
0: I know that. So there's this one dude that I'm not sure if it's Ian McGregor, but there's one dude that he basically uses his piss in order to get a job at a space agency. And I know that's a British dude. Um, I forgot what his name is though.
1: Um, I think it's Ethan Hawke, right? He's, yeah, not Ethan Hawk. he's not British. He's not British, yeah. but he's in it, I'm pretty sure.
0: I think he's the main character.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. But it was basically all about genetic engineering, follies of humans, like especially when this first comes out, cuz imagine a generation of genetically engineered people fighting against a slightly older generation just trying to keep their jobs and their place in the world. So, that is a little bit scary. There's also, like, a Star Trek storyline that goes into it with Khan. <laughs> I gotta mention Star Trek again. Hell so. yeah.
1: <laughs> Every oh yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot Khan is, like, a clone of the perfect person, right?
0: Yeah, the uh, Khan and his, like, brothers, are, sisters are all genetically engineered. Um, No, I was just thinking,
1: let's think of... Okay, those are obviously all the negative aspects. What about the positive ones where if they were able to modify the human genome to where all diseases were eradicated.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. That'd be the first thing that they would do. The problem with that is once they do that, the people who aren't genetically modified. So you would have to do it from birth. You couldn't fix someone's DNA after they were already born. So the problem is not all humans could have their DNA changed in order to like not get any diseases.
1: Yeah. But I, I mean, it's, this sounds fucked up, but, like, if they made enough genetically perfect people, like, say, thousands of them, and then they all started breeding. But I guess, yeah, yeah. that'd be bad, too.
0: That would it- be true, but you gotta also think about, this would be commercialized, so it would come in packages. So you would buy a baby, and the beginning package would be, like, oh, this kid isn't gonna have heart disease or any of this bad stuff. The next package would be, like... Do you want your boy to also be six two? Or do you want your daughter to be like pretty? You know, like would do you, you want would th- you
1: would you like to upgrade to the non-balding
0: model? <laughs> exactly. Like that would be like level three tier, also <laughs> along with like he's gonna be six ten and have a really good jump shot. You know, like it just keeps going up and up and up until True. everybody's LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like Well, the rich people would all be LeBron James, the poor people would all be fucking like one of those lower tiered like European. Danny players. DeVito. No, not Danny DeVito. <laughs> they would they would completely cut Danny DeVito out. It would be like one of those European league like point guards. Like, yeah, he's six two and he's okay, but he's not perfect. You know?
1: I should have I should but have upgraded better to than Le- normal. I should have upgraded to James Harden.
0: Yeah, the that would be middle tier.
1: Middle tier. <laughs>
0: I think he's a higher tier than middle. He's pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah, but he Man. he
1: doesn't play half the time, right?
0: Oh yeah, Isn't that's true? That well thing? he's a little older. He's a little uh, older,
1: so True. He's, he's his health issues, but well yeah. now do you think it'd be possible, let's say theoretically, they created the perfect human genome sequence and then when that person was created they could use him to study how to cure the diseases.
0: Well, well, I think by that point they would already they know. Would have already but I mean, had that is to. possible. Yeah.
1: Where like he he has like the perfect antibodies to cure diseases. I don't know. Who knows? Oh <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. Almost
0: like, like like his body. They use his body as like like a manufacturing like plant to create like antibodies. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think about that. It's uh,
1: <laughs> to be honest, it's kind of a scary thought. Maybe we shouldn't be worried about Roomba's taking over the planet, maybe we should be worried about genetically engineered humans.
0: I'm still fucking worried about Roomba's. Yeah, I've got I got a funny story yeah. I'll talk to you about afterwards. Okay. My Roomba keep my Roomba my goddamn Roomba keeps getting caught up on power cords and shit. I'm pretty sure it only vacuums for like 25 seconds before it gets caught on something. Every day I have to put it back on its charger. It like can't find its way back home. But mm,
1: not the best work <laughs> ethic in that one.
0: No, it has a a (laughs) fucking Pittsburgh-level fucking worth ethic on it, but (laughs) I digress.
1: All right, so um, does that cover all your conspiracies, then?
0: Yeah, that does cover all the conspiracies. I was going to mention, possibly, Barry Satiro might be behind the genetic engineering to make the perfect human, to overtake all of the humans on Earth, and be the perfect slave for the reptilian.
1: Well, I was going to say, what if Barry Satiro broken mixed the reptilian dna with human dna so then they eventually slowly start making reptilians accidentally
0: like a perfect human reptilian hybrid yeah
1: yeah i think actually That's barry awesome. satiro he may be the perfect uh, specimen in the world like he's like four lebron jameses put together
0: yeah, well, he does play basketball pretty well, so <laughs>
1: he's,
0: he's, you know, every chance he got, he would show off his jump shot. So now,
1: was- now, like we were talking about off the air, um, a lot of these are very, this might be the only episode or one of the only episodes we've ever done where like some of this shit is very plausible, highly plausible, so Phil,
0: what are the ones that scare you the most? Well, I'm going to go. Actually, I just thought about it. The least plausible one is obviously the white national one. That's just stupid. I'm going to give that one the, ah, the, right. The fucking right. never going to happen 1%. The scariest one is the, honestly, the health insurance one. Cause imagine like just getting your health insurance cut out from underneath you. Once they find out you have a higher than average risk of cancer or heart disease. But the crazy thing is it's so plausible and likely. I'm going to give that one like 95%.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know if it's happened already, but I feel like it's going to happen in the future.
0: Yeah, and I mean, considering the whole, like, criminal thing, since it's already happened that they've used that to find, like, a cold case criminal, that one's, like, 95% too, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's actually, yeah, I mean, that's happening. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, all that all that they really need to do, I was thinking, is get rid of the whole privacy setting. And that's it. It's gone. They well, can, you Well,
1: know. what if they, like... The real scary thing is where if they, like, forced every single citizen to submit their DNA. See, that would be scary.
0: That would be, like, the whole Mark of the Beast thing. Like, yeah. everyone needs to get their DNA sequence, like, barcoded on the back of their neck. That'd be pretty fucking crazy.
1: <sighs> I remember a crazy man once told me iPhones were the Mark of the Beast. But, uh... <laughs> You can take the, you can take from that what you will, but uh, yeah. but Phil, if uh, anybody wants to email us um, what they thinks the most scariest <laughs> the scariest part of the uh, human genome or whatever, where can they do that?
0: Well, they can hit us up on Subliminal D Podcast. Uh, they could be like Jeremy and give us an awesome fucking uh, topic to run with today. Uh, you can also hit us up on Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. So hit us up on Instagram. It's the best way. I check that about three or four times a day. We also have our own personal Instagram accounts. Mine's sdpodphil. I actually did start using it more often, so I'm on that now if people want to hit me up. Cody, you have a few? Yeah, you
1: can uh, add my personal one at Cody's above. You can add um, my other podcast, uh, BumbleBub Podcast for True Crime Paranormal Aliens, cryptids, all that fun stuff. Uh, the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review. Um, write whatever the hell you want. Write your DNA sequence on there. Hit submit. Doesn't matter as long as it's five stars. But uh, we've ran a little long today, Phil, but uh, I think you did a brilliant job. I think people are really going to start to think about what they have done when they've submitted their DNA, because I know I'm starting to. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.